Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. You're listening to the Laugh Button Podcast on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. You're currently listening to a new episode of the Laugh Button Podcast right now and also right now and will continue to be doing so until it ends or you choose to stop. Um, I'm Mark Seaman. He's Matt Kleinschmidt. We are the laughbutton.com, ridecast.com. Attend the website. Lots to get to. <laughs> Captain America Civil War. Let's just dive straight in. <laughs> First of all, that was a lot of sentences that you just kind of threw out in a very quick period of time. It was great. It was like a lyric sheet. You know when you read the lyric sheet and they use slashes instead of like grammatical punctuation? I don't know if that's what I meant by that. I meant more like like a lot of words fell out of your mouth for saying, hello, it's Matt and Mark. Gotcha. (laughs) Maybe next time I'll keep it. That's what you should do. You should go, hello, folks. I don't want to steal from Porky Pig. No, I'm just joking. No, yeah. that's all, folks. Not hello, folks. That's Porky's intro is hello, folks. It should be if it yeah, were. I mean, I guess it makes one. sense. Yeah. Yeah. So Captain America. I saw uh, Cap 3 last did. night. Which is before the general public. Um, so if you're re- if you're listening to this podcast on Thursday, it's because, uh, you know, you're awesome. And it's before Captain America came out. So. Captain America Civil War, really super quick. First of all, sh- quick shout to our, our buddy Blake over at yeah, Marvel. Blake who is, at Marvel. Who is awesome, awesome for like... It's great. Getting, Thanks getting, for getting me in. He, Appreciate it. Well, he gets us into these screenings. He also yeah, he also was a co- He also was a freelance writer for The Laugh Button. Yes, he does a yes, lot of really yes. great interviews for us, and his daytime job is working at Marvel, so he's often able to get us these screenings, so he's the shit. Love that mm-hmm. guy. Um, I... Captain America is officially my favorite of the Marvel series. Like, it, it, like I feel like they're the most consistent movies. The last two, two and three, which were directed by the Russo brothers, mm-hmm. are fucking awesome as far as like uh, action, fight scenes, the way they look, the, it, the, 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 the pace of them. It's mm-hmm. all really great. Um, so yeah, Cap Three is basically they're building it kind of like as like an Avengers two point or two point five, like between the next Avengers, and that's true because it's a lot of it is about the Avengers. The Avengers are now part of the plot line of like all the cap movie of all the movies in general but um it's more like a continuation of the winter soldier so- oh, nice. like Good. story so love like that movie. if you love the winter soldier movie like bucky is definitely a major player in this whole nice. thing he's the whole plot line and it's cap trying to like hunt down bucky while iron man is kind of like chasing him type of situation but uh it follows the civil war plot line almost by an outline as opposed to like the actual comic books. You can't, I mean, you can't. Well, you're, you're getting too deep. If you're trying to set up another movie, you, that's, you can't do well, that. Well, that's the other thing though that. too is like, you know, the movies were, the, the, the comic book series, I want to say it was like seven books and there was Fallout based on the books, but also it involved like literally the entire Marvel universe, like, right. which they obviously don't have in the movies. Can't. So, um, so like, you know, for what, for what it was, it was, I would put it as the outline of, of Civil War with like the Continuation of the Winter Soldier story, but it's really great. Nice, great. They introduced Spider Man and Black Panther. Right, Spider Man's cool. 
Spider-Man? No spoilers. No spoilers. I'm not no going to give spoilers. I mean, we know Spider-Man's in the movie. We saw, you know, we saw the trailer, right. and we know Black Panther's in the movie. They introduced them, kind of like how they would introduce Vision from like the Avengers, where okay. it was like, you know, they kind of like get there. Well, and you don't see an origin. You know, okay. you're just kind of up the speed. You know, so they kind of come in, and there's maybe a line or two of dialogue to describe how they got to where they're at, and then they're on. They're and, up and running. So. And to end it, we're all staying after the credits. I'm assuming. Yes, a... there's a there's a post. There's a there's a there's one at the top of the credits. There's one post credits. That's uh, God. They're double dipping now. So, well, I mean, the first one is like literally after the main credits. It's like boom, right there. Right. Because there's sometimes like a mid credit roll. There's a post one. I, I think the only one there wasn't one for was the Avengers. But yeah, it was a good time, man. I definitely recommend seeing Cap. Um, you know, and uh, there's definitely some internet theories rolling around that are like, oh, I think this happens where it definitely does right and there's definitely some theories walking around where that's probably going to happen and it definitely it doesn't d- definitely so, does not so uh i think right. uh, i think it's, it's a good movie go see it uh, my official review well to tie three, yeah to tie it into uh you know comedy in the laugh button was there a funny part yeah there's actually i mean a lot you of know, humor in this one well there's humor in all of the marvel right. films and like that's the one thing i think people kind of don't like is that like everyone's a smart ass like the and, comic relief and not all yeah. the characters are smart asses but they int- the introduction of uh, the Black Panther he's a very serious character mm-hmm. so there's no there's no like smart assery in that Spider-Man's a very smart ass kind of guy Paul Rudd from Ant-Man's in it so you know there's some, some some jokes for him but I don't think there's as much but like there's definitely some humorous parts and it's more cause like you know you kind of need the humorous parts in it it's a two and a half hour movie but literally the first hour feels like 15 minutes like it right. goes so quick so much action you're like boom holy shit it's been an hour already so. well the theater you saw it in is my neighborhood and yeah, dude. Uh, you were you almost missed the movie thanks to a little <laughs> car breakdown a in car the, breakdown in the tunnel and you caught up to me i caught up to you and uh and i was speeding to the post office had to mail something out for mother's day and i'm flying by i looked for you real quick didn't see you but apparently you saw me yeah i saw but you I, were holding ass yeah i huffed around the corner because the post office is right behind the theater yeah. where, where they were doing this premiere yep. last night and uh and saw chris evans getting out of the car like yes. I was walking down, I was like, "Oh shit, I can't walk down the side." Like, like yeah, classic yeah. New Yorker, yeah, like yeah. annoyed by this annoyed amazing by, yeah, situation, situation that's happening two blocks from my apartment. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh god, I gotta walk into the street to walk around." And it's Chris Evans. Oh, it's Chris Evans. Okay, he that's was, cool. Um, when yeah. I went and saw Cap Two, it was at the Ziegfeld, which is mm-hmm. not closed, which is unfortunate because that's a great theater. It was the best, and it holds like what fifteen hundred people, thousand people, something like that. So like, and literally, what the cool thing about seeing these movies is you're seeing them with fans, and you're seeing them with Marvel staff and the actors and the actors usually like before the ones at the Ziegfeld when I saw Cap 2 like John John Casada who's like the head creative guy at Marvel spoke or taped a little like intro Chris Evans and Sebastian Stan showed up for Cap 2 nice now I'm sure Chris Evans dropped but since it wasn't the Ziegfeld it was at like four or five different theaters within the Lowe's Mm -hmm. complex I'm sure Evans dropped into one of them just wasn't the theater I was in there was a dude dressed like Cap wouldn't it be great if he like he went to go see another movie like he was like ah I've been dying to see, see Keanu. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go see Keanu. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so that I'm sure that happened. But uh, he was in New York doing the rounds. Uh, he was on yeah. the, to Fallon last night. Yeah, and I want to say well. Robert Downey Jr. was on Stern this morning. So it's great. The rounds are being done. The rounds. All right, thelapbutton.com. We got plenty of rounds, comedy rounds, Dude. if you will. Uh, so much to talk about. Um, this is really cool. Uh, just for laughs. It's it's the biggest comedy gathering, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I can't say in the world because Edinburgh's huge. Yeah, we're actually working to get some JFL staffers but on the podcast. It'd be cool to interview those dudes. This festival is 
above and beyond just the festival of festivals. It's the biggest one in North America. It's the biggest one. Hands down. Uh, everybody involved in comedy goes to this thing. Uh, it's great because you get people coming back, like celebrating huge anniversaries, like 30 years in comedy oh, dude. or I mean, massive events, right? Dave Chappelle came out of retirement and did like right. a 12-show run at Just for Laughs. Right. You know? And like, now you get uh, you know the new faces, so you get to see the next wave that's yeah. going to be celebrating their 30th anniversary at some point down the line with JFL. Mm-hmm. Now we have off JFL. Yeah. We're not even staying on JFL yeah. anymore. Getting off JFL. And uh, and now we got Comedy Pro. And you got Zoo Fest and, and all that. Zoo Fest, yeah. Yeah, I mean, all those, are, they're, they're kind of like sub shows, sub events within the big festival. Right. J- Just for Laughs as a festival, it literally runs the entire month of July in Montreal. Right. Like, Split in half. Half French, half English. Exactly. Right? And the latter half, which is they call, well, I'm sorry, the last week they call Comedy Pro, mm-hmm. which is kind of like when the industry gets there. So, like, that's when your managers and your booking agents and all those people show up. And that's when they also have the things like new faces. So managers can look at, like, comedians that are probably around, like, the, you know, the, somewhere between, like, six to eight, nine years on the scene. They're just about to break or they're about to have a big thing, whatever. They might need representation. They might need right. a booking agent, that type of stuff. And they basically do a couple showcases. And the new faces are some of the most popular part of the festival. So the everyone wants to be they've the actually, first to see. But they've also actually broken new faces up so much that there's repped, yep. there's unrepped, and there's also like sketch there's now sketch too. Now. And I've attended a couple sketch ones in the past where I've seen people that have, Seth Myers was in the audience, yep. and next thing you know, they're on the next season of Saturday Night Live. So like I've actually seen that. Like, I saw, like, the year, like, John Ranitsky, not John Ranitsky, um, uh, Brooks Whelan. Okay. I saw his year. You know, like, so, like, you see these comics, and they're like, oh, so, like, it happens. People, like, it's a big deal. And, and you know, people used to break from Just for Last big time, and they still do. Oh, they I'm, definitely yeah, still yeah. do. They still definitely do. So, like, that's a really cool thing. And, and we're this is where, this this is where year, the yeah. keynote goes down, too. Well, both the keynote yeah, yeah. And, and the the state of the uh, Yeah, the state, state of, of the comedy. industry, yeah. which uh, Andy, Sin- and Andy, Sin- Andy Sandler, uh, why do like, Andy? Andy Andy Kindler. Kindler. Come on, man. Oh, man. It's early. Andy Kindler delivers the State of the Union, mm-hmm. uh, which is usually just him kind of making fun of literally everything. Yeah. Like, literally, like, this sucks. That stinks. This is terrible. But, like, in his Andy Kindler way. And all the and the cool thing about it is watching all the comics show up to it. So, like, it's literally like you're sitting down, you look to your right, and it's like, oh, there's Mark Maron. There's mm-hmm. Pete Holmes. There's so-and-so. There's so-and-so. And so-and-so. And they're all kind of hanging out, and they're all, like, laughing at what Andy Kindler's doing. And then the State of the Union, um, I'm sorry, the, uh, the keynote has been, like, a very... It's been a very poignant, very touching thing, particularly the last five or six years. Uh, I want to say from like when Mark Marin gave his and talked about how, almost in tears, talked about how podcasting saved his mm-hmm. life and saved his career and his and his addictions and then got over all that kind of stuff because of it. Then you have Pat Oswalt talking about like, hey, we're, we're content creators. You're the industry. We need to work together and don't fucking talk to us like, you know, we don't know what we're talking about because we have the power on even just our phone in our pocket to create this content. So let's work together. Uh, Colin Quinn's keynote was really great. Jim Norton gave a really great. Dana Gould's was last year. So Dana Gould's was, it was fantastic. Beast we have all the transcriptions and the audio for these keynotes up on the laugh button. So I got to do a search for just for last keynotes. You can check them out. But they're really poignant, really great keynotes, and usually very, very well received amongst the comedy community from the communities that give them. So it's a good time. Uh, well, we're gonna hook you up so that you can enjoy oh, all these things we were just talking about. Um, and well, first of all, we. We have a contest to yeah. win some passes to Comedy Pro, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. 
And even if you just want to straight up buy them, we got a discount for you, 10% off those passes. Just go to the laughbutton.com and uh, uh, I should say laughbutton.com slash contest. Uh, yes. You can find it there. Yes, and you can find all there. Basically, if you go to the the contest, you can enter. We're going to get someone. We're actually going to hook up two people with a pair of tickets to, uh, awesome. to Comedy Pro. So you need to get yourself to Montreal. You need to put yourself up in your own hotel. But like you want to get into some shows where you could see some comedians that usually perform in big theaters, perform in like 100-person rooms. Like this is the show to go to. And then also, if you, uh, you want to guarantee your entry into Comedy Pro, you can buy some tickets. We have a discount code that you can use. It's yep. last 16. It's only valid to the end of this week, though. So mm-hmm. you got to get up and get on that uh, if you want to use it. 10% pe- off. Yeah. 10% off. So like uh, go to the glassbutton.com slash contest and you'll read all that information. Nice. Yeah, all right. Other things happening uh, in the world of comedy. Um, the unfortunate news that we heard that Patton Oswalt's wife passed away. He finally sort of, I don't want to say broke his silence. It's yeah, always a weird thing to say. But, but he said. spoke and he put together a real nice essay for, for Time Magazine, mm-hmm. which was very cool. And, and we share some excerpts and then obviously link back to the to the main article. It's, yeah. a, it's a super touching read. I mean, it's Patton doing Patton, talking about his wife. I mean, it's... Yeah, totally. It's what a heartbreaking situation. Very heartbreaking story. Think about having a young daughter, seven years old, now doesn't have a mother. I mean, but uh, I I believe when when you read this article, you're going to know that the daughter's going to be okay. Yeah, she said, I forget what what her exact words about it were like that. You know, you're the best memory of. Yeah, you're the greatest memory of of your mom. Yeah, it's it's intense. So so check that out. And, uh, you know, our thoughts and and feelings and prayers, everything uh, goes out to Pat and, and, and everybody affected by uh, his his wife being lost. Moving on from that, we have some news. The mini projects come back for a new season. I'm just I'm floored by this news. I'm floored yeah, yeah, yeah. by it. I'm floored by it. I'm floored by it too because I'm I don't know anybody who watches it, and that's that's not to say it isn't a good show no, because I think the just, people that do watch yeah, it like right. it like it. You're right, and I think that's fair. But it got canceled after three seasons uh, on Fox and got Hulu picked up picked by up. Hulu. Yep, and. The first season came out in episodic fashion, unlike mm-hmm. any other show that goes to streaming where it's just, here's all 10 episodes, yeah. here's all 20 episodes, whatever it may be. And Hulu's bringing it back. And it and it makes me think, in this world of uh, content capture that we live under now and verticals and networks and families, I mean, we're a part of one, we're part of the Riotcast. Yeah, People just want to get content, grab content, maintain content. And if I say The Mindy Project, you know what I'm talking about. You've yeah, heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but have you watched it? I don't know. I and mean, so I think Hulu just wants to hang on to this property. I mean, I definitely watched it. it was on Fox. And then by season three, I'm just like, I was kind of over it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they definitely retooled the, sh- the show to kind of like make this happen. Like, I don't know if you remember the first couple episodes, but like she had like a, a group of like girlfriends that she hung out with all the time and they kind of disappeared after like an episode or two. But it's like, I mean, Adam Pauly, I watched it because I love Adam Pauly and I love happy endings. I thought that was just a great show. But like, I don't know who watched this movie or the, I'm sorry, this TV show after like season three. I just I don't, don't either. No. Well, it's back. And, and you know yeah. what? I, I will say this. Like it or not, I'm glad it exists. I'm happy when comedy uh, succeeds and I want shows to stick around. 100%, yeah. but I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just shocked that Hulu kind of doubled down on the investment. But then again, it's probably a very minimal investment. And making your, and I think this is like, uh, speaks to the Netflix model, making and producing your own content probably ultimately is cheaper than licensing this content from other people because you got to re-up your licenses every so often. Right. Um, whereas yeah, it's technically you, original content now. Yeah. yeah, if you just produce the content, you always own it. Like, it's always your own thing. That's why Netflix is on, like, a tear when it comes to uh, to comedy specials, you know? 
All right, uh, some other quick news, and then we're going to get to our interview with comedian Gary Goldman. Speaking Gary. of new specials, uh, he's got a brand new one on Netflix called It's About Time. You yeah. can check it out now. It's available to watch. Um, I, I can't say he's been on tons and tons of podcasts, so this is pretty cool. Yeah, well, we were thinking uh, about that after the interview. I'm like, how many podcasts has Gary been on? Yeah, and I, I, I don't I don't know if it's been many, you know, so I'm, I'm actually really excited for that. Um, you know, we had him in the Risecast studios, and we were uh, just kind of talking about shop and about you know the, the the direction of uh the direction of the special and like what he wanted to do and all that kind of stuff and then we got silly we got sports silly so yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation with it's good all right some quick news first ever skank fest is coming to new york city skank fest will be presented by uh legion of skanks that's uh, big j okerson Luis j gomez dave smith's and, uh, podcast yeah. yep. right so that's pretty cool you can get all the info there and you can get some uh you can get some you can pre-order some passes. Pre-order passes. Right I think there's VIP access they're going to have. It's it's basically like they're calling it the anti-comedy uh, festival, uh, festival yeah. which you know it just kind of means that like they they it's not PC really. It's kind of they're going for more of the uh, the edge, which is very much in line with the League of Skanks yep. podcast. Yep. So it makes total sense. Very cool, man. Everyone's got a festival now too. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, totally. Wow. It's festival season, buddy. It is. We're right. going into it. I mean, like, you know, we're giving away passes right now on the website to go to the Limestone Festival down in, in Bloomington, Indiana for the month in the beginning of June. So, I mean, there's tons of festivals coming up. We're, we're talking to the Brooklyn Comedy Festivals. We might have announced about that shortly. You know, yeah, there's going to be awesome. There's Just for Laughs going on. There's, uh, you know, there's uh, Comic Cons coming up. New York City Comedy Festival's coming up. It's festival season, buddy. All right. Uh, but they'll probably have a festival for this too when it finally comes out. The Blues Brothers are getting animated. <laughs> They're going to have their own uh, series, Blues primetime series. Yeah, they've been talking about this for a long, yeah, long, time. long time. Like I feel like minimum five years. There's been talk about getting a Blues Brothers uh, animated series. So there was originally it was like a Saturday cartoon, mm -hmm. Saturday morning cartoon, and now they're talking about primetime. I've actually even remember seeing some cells or some screenshots, screen grabs of the animation of the show. Um, I don't know if this is the same one because like Ackroyd was involved, Ackroyd wasn't involved, the estate of John Belushi was involved, the estate of John Belushi wasn't involved. It just right. like I was actually kind of, when the story was announced, I was kind of tracking the lineage of stories we've covered on the laugh button. I think we go back as far as writing about this type of story to like 2010, nice. 2011. So well, it's supposedly happening now, and yeah, you can yeah. read all the details on the laughbutton.com. Uh, in the meantime, check out this interview with Gary Goldman. All right, we ready to do this? Yes. Yeah. All right, we're already doing it. We are doing this it. This whole time I was pretending I was setting up equipment, but it was actually already set up. Oh. Did I have you fold? <laughs> you did have me fold. Did I have you fold? Yeah. Um, totally. <laughs> that voice you're hearing is Gary Goldman. Uh, congratulations, sir, on your brand new special. Thank you. It's coming out on n the, the Netflix. Yes, it's coming on Netflix on May 1st. I, I almost want to... Sunday, May 1st. ...ask you how you pronounce everything, um, and, you, and you'll love this story. Story, um, because the other day I met Ralph Macchio by chance oh, no <laughs> at a Bruce Springsteen concert. Wow! And in this before I could think to myself, that sounds very Jersey for the record, by the way. Right? It's like a very Jersey thing that ever Jerseyed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and 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 the first thought that went to my head before even life full circle, I enjoy, enjoyed your films. Mm -hmm. Right? Was how do I pronounce the word karate or karate oh, right. to the karate kid? Yeah. Where's Gary? Yeah. <laughs> Shit, my life's in shambles. And then I got a handshake and I was out. That's really cool, man. So, just I so heard you he know, looks terrific. 
He does. Yeah. He looks fantastic. He's not aged. <laughs> he's, he's How old not... is the Karate Kid at this point, or Machio in general? I don't know. He's, he's got 40s, to be late right? 40s? No, 50s? I think he's in his early 50s. No way. He was 27 when he made that movie. No way. Was he really? Yeah. And he was playing a high school student? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 27. <laughs> well, that's what you did in the 80s, right? Oh, you yeah, played, yeah, yeah. If you yeah. just watch, uh, yeah, watch any... High school teen comedy from the eight. These this people are like thirty-two years old. Uh, yeah, there's no. Yeah. Like, the only one I ever knew of was Greece. Like, was like, oh yeah, totally. Like all of them. And then, um, what's her name from nine hundred two and zero? Everyone was like nineteen or twenty, and she was like thirty-two. Gabrielle. Gabrielle Carteris. Carteris. Yes. And then uh, Andrea Zuckerman. Yeah. <laughs> He's already got the. It's and like then, you just uh, pulled out an Oscar speech and you're thanking everybody. Then, uh, <laughs> Doogie Hauser's best friend. He was like twice the age of Doogie Hauser, like Neil Patrick Harris. Wow. Oh, yeah. What was yeah. his friend? That's a great trivia question, right? Vin- his friend's name was Vinny. Vinny, yeah. Yeah, but his real name in Vinny, real life. Oh, like, oh. I, I don't know. All I saw is he surfaced in The Sopranos like yeah, 10 years later. He had and he role. looked 70, like compared <laughs> to Doogie I love how you compared him to a submarine. He fucking surfaced. He did surface. 20 years later in The Sopranos. Well, when you're in the underworld. I think <laughs> I love I think you have man. to surface. <laughs> it's great. So, Gary, uh, congrats on the special. Um, how do you um, how do you name a baby? How do you name a special? <laughs> What's the process like? And, well, and I I know that it took. It was 2012 when I made my last special, and then it was 2015 when I th- when I shot this one. Mm-hmm. So I I thought of uh, well, it's about time, and then I also thought of the fact that I've been doing comedy about 20 years at that point, and then you get much better by the time you've been doing it 20 years, and then it also takes a lot of time in. Comedians refer to the, how much their act, how long their last act is the time, how much time you doing, how much time do you have, and so it was a uh, triple entendre <laughs> there that I that I thought would be a, a pretty good uh, answer to the question why'd you name it that. So there we go. There it is. Okay, yeah. that's the answer I'm looking for. I guess it's about time. I guess if you hit the the quantendre, that's that goes on the urn. Right. That's if you get to that many entendres, that just goes on your casket. Well, yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. No? Yeah, what? I don't know. The quad tendre. Has, yeah. anyone, has anyone gotten? No, the, that's what oh, I'm okay. saying. I'm yeah. sure I could come up with one more. <laughs> had I had I talked about time a little bit during the during the during the special, how, well, time, how time is so transient. Time is a flat circle. So oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're going that way. We're going that way. Well, I got to see... I've only been able to see a few clips. Okay. Which is both enlightening and frustrating. Frustrating because I didn't get to see the whole thing. Right. Because I want to talk in depth with you about it. Sure. But the clips I did get to see were fantastic. Oh, that's and good. And there's one in particular... That, well, I told you off, Mike, the shenanigans bit. Yeah. I I don't want. To, I want them to discover it because it's such a it's such a funny bit. Oh, thanks. And so, man. matter of fact, I'm not Jewish. I can't relate, but it's just your your poignant uh, pointing out of the word shenanigans in a certain <laughs> description of a sentence is just. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. I think it's also a play on the fact that like words mean things. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And they do. Yeah. Because yeah. you can take you can something. Trivialize things. Yeah. You can trivialize something as one of the, if not the worst. Event ever to take place in humankind. Ah, yes, yes. <laughs> well, you, you you gave it away, right? So so let's yeah, just let's yeah. just say somebody referred to Hitler's atrocities as <laughs> okay. Hitler's shenanigans. God, I my, really, I my really friend, she said Hitler's shenanigans, and I was. Uh, I thought that was hilarious, and one of those one of those jokes that you really could even just leave it alone and just tell it on stage. But I, I added some some things to it, just some analogies, and yes, and so made it into a a real life bit that I had worked on. So, yeah, but she really 
a woman really said that to me. She <laughs> said she'd seen a documentary about Hitler's uh, shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Unbelievable. Yeah, now yeah you, what a gift, right? Now, you right. shot it at the Highline Ballroom in yes. New York, right? Yeah, now, visually, Ballroom, it's a yeah. very interesting-looking special. Like, it's, it looks like it could be a club. It, yeah. Is that, like, a, a goal? Because like, it, like, uh, it's dark. There's I, one spotlight. I, like, had no, I had no goals okay. uh, as far as... Uh, I had no visual goals. <laughs> remember your bits. I, yeah, right? just, remember the, just remember the jokes. And, and Bobcat Goldthwait directed it, so he was he was in charge of, okay. of how, how it looked. And uh, I, I admire his work. Greatly, so I was I was very satisfied with how it yeah it looked how awesome. it turned out. Oh, awesome. I'm, oh, I'm glad. Yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't sure how people would take it. People might say he's he's in shadow too much. People will find something to complain about, but well, hopefully I mean, it won't be that's that. What, that's what people do. I mean, yeah. Well, also, I mean, since we're in the Rycast Studios, Bobby Kelly special I think was directed by Bobcat Goldthwait yeah, as well. It was, yeah. And uh, I I think visually they were both very interesting looking specials because some specials like there's this huge crowd and you walk in there yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like you know everyone's clapping big and stage big stage. I like the intimacy of what these of what that special looks yeah. like because it's you are in shadow sometimes and yeah. there is a spotlight that's clearly following you and it right. has that the only thing missing smoke and it's like a comedy club you right know? right so yeah. i think it's very, very yeah very that's interesting. that's cool I'm glad, yeah, yeah. That came, I'm glad that came across yeah. <laughs> what? No, not, you know I totally had, intentional i had no i had no in, i had no intention of how to make it i just know how to make it funny i don't know how to make it look and <laughs> right so you just trust the art in a certain way so i just so i podcast. trusted i trusted the the very he's a very artistic man so i trust <laughs> I trusted him. The yelly guy from the, the police academy. Yeah, but you've seen his mo- you've absolutely. seen his movies, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah, his absolutely. movies are incredible. Dude. So I I, uh, I trusted him implicitly. <laughs> it's all about Windy City Heat, man. Oh my God! Yeah, that's that another movie. one of his. It's yeah. So good. It's yeah. So good. So did he approach you? Did you approach him? How'd you guys get paired up? Uh, we got paired up by the production company that that I had um, the, solicited. Okay. To to do it. So, so um, they're called Apostle, and they make all of Dennis Leary's projects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they and Robert Rescue Kelly works with them. And, and yeah. Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. So so I I have a high opinion of them and and the guys who work there. So so it worked out re- really nicely. I was I was very pleased with the with the staff. <laughs> now this was still something so t- automatically just funny about you, Gary. That's what. I, that's why I love it, you. Man. I think it's the smile and the smirk. Oh, it's, maybe. Well, it's just the delivery because I can't tell if it's sarcastic or not. <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm trying. I mean? to, I'm not trying to be sarcastic. I know you're I not. Ju- and that's I, why I, I'm I like, guess I. I um, it's like it's like I it's, speak in a language ten ten. Um, IQ points higher than I actually have, <laughs> and I and I think that makes people. You're that just makes a vessel. Laugh. You're just a vessel. I, I yeah. You're a vessel I, for I, your thoughts. I'm, I'm dangerous with a thesaurus. <laughs> you speak in New York Times, but you act in USA Today. Yes. There you go. There yes. It is. Yes. You, you like the colored in, pages, in, but the words yeah. are heady. In, re- in real life, USA Today is right up my alley. <laughs> but on on stage, I I bring it up a a, a notch through. <laughs> Diligence. I don't know where that came from. Well, the yeah. listeners can't see it was this, really but, good. Mm-hmm. but Gary's uh, straw matches his shirt. He's uh, <laughs> very coordinated today. <laughs> I have a purple straw and a purple shirt. And this, <laughs> Two different shades. This, this straw will. is a reusable straw that goes through the dishwasher, and, and <laughs> I'm very en- environmentally conscious, and I have a separate cup to bring to the coffee bean, then I bring to Starbucks, then I bring to Dunkin' Donuts, because I don't want to offend. Sure. Sometimes they'll say something. And I'm and I'm mortified every time. <laughs> they'll, be, they'll hold it up and say, "Really?" And I'll say, "I'm trying to save the environment here. Why do you got to break my balls?" <laughs> and and I tip anyhow because I just anybody who's working a job that that yeah, that, that, yeah. that I've had like I I was a Starbucks barista. Anybody who works a job that I have, I I tip automatically. 
and because you know you've been on the other side because I've coin. been on the other literally, side of that literally. and I, re- I resented everybody who came in and didn't tip <laughs> well the other thing about your setup here too and, and again uh, no one could see this but us but it's it's a everything's clear except for the purple straw yeah so it's almost misleading like you're being an environmentalist you know that and yeah. the people that are serving you now know that but you're also with the cool kids you're like I don't give a shit because this looks, looks like it, looks it could disposable. be disposable oh yeah 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 so, like, it does so people would be like yeah you don't care about earth either yeah you know and so yeah. you're friends with both I like that yeah yeah, it's good. <laughs> but it's but good. it would be it would be a trip when you picked it up and realized how sturdy it's it is. Dense, right? Yeah, it's dense. Things dense, it's significant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Gary. Oh man, uh, it's been a while since I've seen you, so I'm just happy to see you again. Yeah, I'm some, happy to see you too. I always in, enjoy our our visits. Yeah, our our conversations are some of my are they always about favorites. coffee cups. They, they're about anything, and that's why I I never think of anything before talking to Gary because I know it's just going to magically happen and it always does <laughs> and it's the best and that's always the best so um, I wanted to announce you uh, on the podcast sort of as a sports broadcaster um, but I couldn't remember your tight end number at uh, oh <laughs> um, at BU right at BC or BC at oh BC. I just offended you so, no I'm not a, I'm not offended BU did not have a football program when I was in in college so oh okay yeah it's it's a uh, what was your, were you, you were in the 80s. You were a tight end. You must have been 86 or 84. No, or no. There were so many tight ends at that point. And <laughs> no, this is what happened. I came in as a defensive tackle and was moved to tight end during the first week of, of um, drills. And uh, because one of their one of their tight ends got hurt. And so I, I wore number 93 as a, as a tight end, which was still eligible, <laughs> an eligible number for a receiver. But it was um, it was not sexy at all. Was, yeah, definitely. Was, yeah. You were the extra. Yeah. Who got it was a crappy number. <laughs> the extra got turned cra- into the featured extra. It was a crappy extra. number for a defensive Defensive tackle too. <laughs> yeah, ninety three is a pretty rough one, man. Yeah, it's it's That's more along the lines of I I was I was uh, in the class of ninety three, so it was like I was buying a Sylvaneer shirt for my, for my graduating with class. your name on the back. Everyone's like, oh, hack move. Yeah, I know yeah, it's hack, re- really hack. embarrassing. <laughs> now I gotta be honest, I didn't know that numbers meant things. In, in oh yeah, like, I, I follow sports, but I don't follow it that close. Obviously. Yeah, you got well, especially with football. I think any other sport, it really doesn't matter. Is it, is it are they numbered because of like men on field, so like a quarterback can see? Someone in the '80s that's a receiver that I have to hit, or no? no it's, I think it's, it's more for the referees. Yeah, it's oh, for okay. referee yeah. eligibility of you know an illegal man downfield or or uh, f- oh, okay. who can throw a forward pass, you know all that stuff. Yeah. It's well, I know, I know numbers on people matter, but why does it got to be an '80s to be a tight end? Because then you just know everybody okay. who's in '80s is eligible He's receiver. An eligible oh, receiver, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah, got in you. the '80s. And and if it's somebody like I a '93 or something okay. out of whack, then they got to make an announcement. And this is like a big complaint. No, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure 93 was an eligible receiver. It was. It was yeah, still I think. I think. I think into the 90s it was an eligible receiver. <laughs> but I. But I. But I might be wrong. I because I, I remember going to one Patriots game, and every single play, Bill Belichick just so they'd have to make the announcement. It would be like. Number 172 is an eligible <laughs> receiver. And then so it's like, you know, it was just some other thing to fuck people up. You 172. Because that's just what Bill Belichick does, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, and you had to hear it every single time. It was like, this this fucking guy. You know, yeah. like, just stop it. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. But I, he's yeah, a, 93. He's a tactician, that one. <laughs> <laughs> so how many, how many, uh, how many catches? What was your catch to touchdown the, the, the ratio? Answer, the answer to this question is is zero. zero. <laughs> I never played. I never played a down. I was, 
I was I was redshirted, and then I um I was I was moved to offensive tackle, and you were moved again. Did you? Yeah, I was moved still ninety three. Oddly St- enough, uh, there no like war seventy six. Yeah, war seventy six yeah. at at offensive tackle, which was your and, birth year, which is great. And, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just about. And and then I soon thereafter uh, realized that I was I was not cut out to be a, f- a football star, so I I. Retired. I resigned. From the, from <laughs> there the it team. is. The moment when you realized you weren't going to become a professional athlete. Yeah. yeah. Do you? Do you? We ask people that question a lot. Oh, when cool. did you realize you weren't going to be, be a professional, professional athlete? Because for me, it's usually a funny moment when they're in grade school or something, where it's clear that you know this, yeah. this isn't the job for me. I'm going to go to comedy. But uh, for you, you were a legit athlete, so I can't ask you <laughs> right. that question. Now, do you put your two-week notice in when you walk away from <laughs> sports at that level? Because you haven't signed a professional contract, no, right? I, so what, so ha- what happened was I asked God for a sign. <laughs> I swear to, I swear to him, I I asked God for a sign because we were playing in the spring game, which is this huge thing. It's the culmination of spring practice, which is this nightmare of a competitive uh, scheme where you you scrimmage every day against the classmates and and just beat the hell out of each other to try to get a position on the team for the starting lineup the following. Yeah, for the, the next year. This is the football summer. season's yeah. already done. Right? Yeah, the for football the season's yeah. over. You're just playing amongst yourselves and it, and. It's it's incredibly competitive and cutthroat, <laughs> and so and then there's the culmination of that, which is the spring game where the um, offense plays against the defense, um, and it's and it's live, so you can hit the quarterback all through the spring practice. You can't really hit the quarterback, but in this thing you can hit the quarterback. So uh, they no longer allow that in the spring game. I don't think I don't think you can hit the quarterback anymore. But it had had nothing to do with me. But I uh, I missed a block. I missed a block, and the quarterback who is later. NFL player with the with the Jets called Glenn Foley. He uh, he got knocked into next week, and the, the and so I went over to the sidelines. I was like, well, all right, we're out. And then I saw the the coach of the team who <laughs> who you got to understand is is just um, he's this he's this legend on on campus, and you, you really don't relate to him too much during the season. He's busy with the, everything else, and he doesn't really he doesn't coach a position. He coaches the whole the whole team, and he's sort of the the leader and uh, he comes from across the field and and smoke is coming out of his ears and and there ha- had there been one of those whistles that goes off when it's time quitting time at the at the at the um, lumber mill then then that thing would have been going off this guy was was infuriated and and he came right towards me and he and he got he grabbed me by the uh, by the face mask um, to get my attention I <laughs> I, he had he had my attention and before that, but he grabbed me by the face mask and and uh, it, he was very gentle in, in terms of that. He didn't hurt me or anything like that. He but he did hurt me with his words and he 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 blasted me for what felt like a half an hour. And um, had it not been for the chin strap, my lip would have been quivering. <laughs> but the chin strap kept it in kept it in place. And I, I um and that that was the you know I had asked for a sign and that was the that was the sign. So on. <laughs> that Monday, I went into his office, and the, the funny thing was, is that he tried to get me not to not to quit, and he had, right. you know, he had people talk to me to to not quit, and I was like, you don't understand, I'm giving you back a scholarship, I'm doing you a favor. This is you're gonna get somebody who really can play football with this with the scholarship. I am I am inept at this, and I don't I don't have the I, I never had that that uh, killer instinct. I was I did not have a a, a dominant personality to to really. 
do well. I was athletic. I could jump, jump high and run fast. I will, I will admit to that. But beyond that, you would not want me on, on your team. So, I was soft. So you make a great thief. That's <laughs> you should have went into the business. I should have been going into a thief, but I, but I, but I also giggle when I'm nervous. So I think that would, that that would have precluded me from being a very effective thief. Uh, it's so funny. Well, thanks, thank you for the memory, man, and sorry for the any embarrassment you oh, may, no, may, it's not, may not have caused it's, yourself. But it's it's, it's uh, for our it's, our pleasure. Yeah, it's not embarrassing any anymore because I I really uh, I get that I totally get that kid. He was he was um, forced into into football by his by his side. And and uh, really never belonged there. I, I I loved basketball because if you if you yeah. push somebody too hard, they called you, they called a foul. Right, very passive aggressive. Yes, sport. Yes, right. yeah. yes. And football was just too too aggressive aggressive. I was I was tough for a basketball player, but soft for a football player. Gotcha. <laughs> um, this is this is an article I just put up uh, on the laughbutton.com uh, last week. It was in celebration of the twentieth anniversary of. Uh, of the comedy studio. Oh wow. Up in Boston. Yeah. And and your name come up came up several times when I uh you, you know talked to the owner and oh, talked cool. to other comics and getting their memories and their favorite you know moment that they had there or, yeah. or why this place was so attractive and why it's so special. And uh, now that I have you in the room I want to ask you about uh, the comedy studio is this bizarro place that lives on the third floor of a Chinese restaurant, right? Yeah. And it just became this iconic thing in Boston, right? Yeah, there, there's no place I feel more comfortable performing than at the, than at the comedy studio. I, I, you know, they, they, they record you when you perform there, so you get a DVD at the end of your, at the end of your set, and so I watch it sometimes um, to, to see if I did any new stuff, and, and I take down the notes, and I'm like, if I could be that comfortable on every stage, uh, especially on, on TV, I would be the, like the, the, a late night host, because it's just so relaxed there, and there's no, there's no pressure to kill or to, to outdo anybody. There's just this pressure to be original and, and interesting, and, and I just, uh, uh, I love that place, and and I mean you can you can list a lot of people who have who have been through there over the years, just huge, huge names. And and I worked one night there with with Louis C.K. and another night with Colin Quinn and um, Bobcat Goldthwait and Bobcat Goldthwait and, and Tony V and Joe List, and just I mean we could we could mention them all night long. Uh, how many guys have been? David Spade goes through there when sure. he's in Boston, and yeah, the place is incredible. You, yep, Eugene Merman. Eugene Merman. Well, you're yeah. a Boston guy, so yeah. I am. A, I am a Boston guy, but nobody milks that place like I do. Nobody, <laughs> nobody goes in there as frequently and goes over their time as frequently as as I do. I, uh, I Rick am, Jenkins, if you're listening, yeah. just uh, give him the he, old hookerooski. So so generous, <laughs> and I have uh, overstayed my welcome there, but but he he um, never denies me. It's it's really great. So the, what's it like coming up in Boston? Because like your peers are. I'm assuming Bobby's one of them. Yeah, like, like some hefty dudes. Yeah, like, you know. when I when I started, the guys who were were um, already really great, and I'm I'm not exaggerating. They, their material would still hold up now because I because I think about some of the jokes they did, but like it was it was Patrice O'Neill, Billy Burr, Robert Kelly, Dane Cook, Dwayne Perkins, and love Dwayne. Yeah, Dwayne is Dwayne is probably the most underrated comedian in the in the country, but all those guys and 
and it 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 almost feels like you you are a younger brother to these to these superstars. So, uh, you know, the level I I get to whatever whatever that is, it's always like yeah, but those guys were really, those guys were really superstars of of, of Boston. Yeah, well, your names yeah, in that yeah, scene, yeah, they Gary, say the same thing about you though yeah, too. Right. I mean, like so you know, short. it's it's very nice, but but um, my my career really can't compare to theirs. Um, <laughs> I will say this: you know, you're old school when you say Billy Burr. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or, or people that know Kevin Hart, they call him Lil Kev. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It's funny <laughs> yeah. how sometimes names yeah. change. You know, just because yeah. you, you worked out with those guys, you know, yeah. they were your peers. And yeah. It's like yeah, Billy Burr, and it's like, well, who are you talking? Billy Burr. Well, yeah, Bill Burr used to have a joke about how his name went by too fast. Bill Burr, loser. That's how. He, yeah, said it sounded like a, 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 a doorbell. I think. I think he might have said that, or maybe Bill Joel said that about Billy Joel. But, but Bill Burr did. did did rhyme Bill Burr with loser. He made an app in his early act. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was. Oh my God, he was so funny. They all were. They yeah. all were. And I, I would just, uh, I admired them so much because it's not easy to be good after like a year or a year and a half. And they already were. They were already really strong and, and original and had their own voice. It was very impressive and very inspiring. What was the uh, worst pronunciation of your name that brought you up on stage? Did you, <laughs> did you get a? Did you get anything super like? There's not even an X in there. What are you reading? No, <laughs> no. I guess the the worst is it is and and it's actually supposed to be pronounced Goulman. Goulman, uh, like yeah, Goul, like two O's, like Goul, yeah, like, yeah, like two O's, like like Goulman, like, like a like, ghost like, or a ghoul, yeah, ghastly like ghouls ghoul, and ghosts, okay. yeah, <laughs> and ghastly Goulman, yeah, and gotcha, yeah, and so that that's the worst way it's pronounced. But that's actually how you're supposed to pronounce it. But but for the stage, I prefer Goulman. Gull, yeah, Goulman. Yeah, my my father always preferred Goulman. He, he didn't he didn't like Goulman. As in gall bladder, bladder, right? I guess. I gull. guess. Yeah, yeah sure. So gall wing. <coughs> yeah, I could have used the yeah. better. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's gall bladder, not gall bladder. So you had, you had mentioned you uh, you mentioned Joe List earlier. Now Joe was your opener for this previous tour that went, that yeah, led yeah. to the taping of the special. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like it was like a 20 yeah. year celebration of Gary, <laughs> all things Gary tour. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really cool, and uh, I couldn't afford Joe now to open for me. He he headlines in his own right now. So oh, and that was only six months ago. Maybe yeah, it yeah, but he, but he did get that guy. Yeah, is, but you got him. Awesome. You got him at the you sweet got him, spot. I got him at the right spot where I can yeah. still afford he, him. He, yeah. he, pra- he sings praises of you. Like yeah, every, he does. Every podcast, I'm always like, Gary Goldman's the best person. <laughs> he really does. I don't know how many podcasts you listen to, but I really, I really appreciate that. He's a really good friend. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, I question his taste in comedy where he says I'm so, <laughs> so good, but. Um, so that love, t- that tour that. was like yeah. your 20 year anniversary, and then you taped the special as kind of like yeah the bow on the present. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Even, yeah. Even even now, it seems crazy that I've been doing it for twenty years. But so so show number thirty six, your thirteenth year in comedy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, like, no, just kidding. Who the fuck would know that? I, I don't know. I'm sure there's some that? comedian out there that kind of regi- like, There is keeps, no thirteenth year. Right? Keeps track can't of have a thirteenth. Like a thirteenth. <laughs> <laughs> right, like a thirteenth floor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. that'd be kind of weird. Uh, but there there definitely are specific moments that that immediately pop out to you in your brain, like from just your the the twenty years yeah like uh obviously the best and the worst but what's what's uh what's been one of the most rewarding ones maybe it was a small show maybe it was just meeting someone for the first time or just for some reason you slayed that night and it wasn't even a big deal to anybody else but just was it was there any there was there was like a a, uh, a a week that sort of is the 
uh, microcosm of my of my career and or really of of the comedy career itself because it, it requires you you fail a lot and it's and it's how you interpret that failure and and how you react to that failure that really makes makes you what, what you turn out to be uh, I I bombed so hard in front of a, a manager it was the first time I had I had um, auditioned for a manager and it was at the old Gotham Comedy Club 22nd Street yes yeah. yes I used to and work it was, there and it was actually a club where I had done so well and I felt very comfortable there and I went up and um, sometimes you go through 10 minutes of material in in four minutes and that was one of those nights the audience just gave me nothing there was nothing that they found funny so I did the 10 minutes in about four minutes and that left me with with six minutes to cover and but I had already said uh, thank you and good night and <laughs> and the host was out having a cigarette oh jeez who was I do you remember who was hosting yeah that Greg, night? Gregory Carey okay Gregory Carey was hosting that night and he was out having a cigarette which was perfectly reasonable because who expects the comedian doing a, a guest spot for an audition is going to go less than five minutes <laughs> not not their their allowed ten minutes and I um I went maybe a couple more minutes I did, an, I did another joke after I had said goodnight one that I didn't feel was good enough to even be in the set that I was going to showcase and then the, the manager I was seeing he, he met me outside the, the room and he said uh, you probably ought to go back to Boston for a couple of years I just don't I don't know that um, your persona is really really uh, ripe or anything and, and um, you should go back to Boston for a year or two and then I, I went that I was staying with Robert Kelly I was staying in Robert Kelly's apartment that he shared with Bill Burr. Wow. But but uh <laughs> Wow, that's but some breakfast, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Burr, Burr was on the road, so I, I, I think I, I slept in his bed or Bobby slept in his, whatever it was, we were we were using uh, Bill Burr's room and Does so, Bill know this? Uh, no, he's <laughs> just finding this out now. As, as far as he knew I was you sleeping, don't wet the bed or anything, on the right? No, 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 and I would never I would never use it for anything but sleeping. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, a, a bad. A bad guest. So, so I told Bob what happened, and I was like, "Yeah, so I'm just gonna go back to, to Boston." And um, I said, uh, "I have one one more audition for a manager next week, which is um, this woman who worked for Barry Katz at the time." And he said, "And I said to him, I said, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna cancel it because um, I don't want to burn two two bridges." And he was like, "You know what, dude? You're gonna go." running back to Boston because you're scared and, <laughs> Sounds like and you're going to wind up hanging out there for two years and you're going to be the best guy on every show there in Boston but you're going to be a big fish in a little pond and you should suck it up and, and, and if you don't come back down here and stay here next week to audition for this woman then I'm going to kick your ass alright <laughs> And and so I um so I came I came back down and on the audition I I, fo I followed Jim Gaffigan at the Boston Comedy Club and he destroyed <laughs> he destroyed but but luckily um it was it was a good audience it was a Saturday night at the Boston Comedy Club I did really well and within um this was this this happened in October within six months I had a, a quarter of a million dollar development deal with Fox I did. Letterman, I did Leno, and I did Comedy Central, all within that that time, That's and it awesome. was because Bob Kelly said, "You know what, dude? <laughs> he shamed me into coming back for the uh, audition." So that wow. that's sort of a, a microcosm of how things 
because I, I couldn't have been worse wow. that 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 one night. I mean, I was I was terrible, and the guy was right. I should have that guy should have gone back to Boston for two more years, but it was you know sometimes you go in front of an audience, you feel like it's the first time you ever got on stage. Yeah, what a playoff run. Yeah, man. I mean, you hear you hear stories like that all the time. Like someone will play at like Carnegie Hall, and they'll be like, "Oh my God, I've never played Carnegie Hall," and then they go downtown, do a late night spot, and like totally eat it. And oh my God, at, like I'm right? sure that happens all the time. You know, yeah, those highs and lows, those yeah. peaks and valleys. Boston yeah. Comedy Club, that was above the bag. It in, I think both are gone now. Right? Wasn't that a Barry Katz club? Didn't you? Yeah, Barry Katz owned that. Yeah, Barry Katz owned that club. That was the first one I ever went to see comedy when I moved here. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. My, so, somebody barked you in? <laughs> no, no. My my uh, barked himself in. <laughs> a friend of mine was a bartender at the Bag It In. Oh, okay. And my band would play there every once in a while. Oh cool. And I'm like, oh my god, there's a comedy club upstairs. So like after I would play, I would go watch comedy after. That's really cool. And man. it was yeah, everybody went there. I used man. to play Ms. Pacman at the Bag It In. Nice. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good Ms. Pacman machine. It was fast. <laughs> It was. Yeah. It was fast. Yeah, that controller was fast and loose. It was yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was up to your standards. So, yeah, it was a terrific <laughs> controller. Down there, down there at the Bag It In, which is which is now in another type of bar. Yeah, but, it's yeah, something there's else. No, there's no comedy there. And, did, so you must have known Ronan. Did you know Ronan, the bartender there? Uh, I probably did, Dude, yeah. he made this drink. And I'm not kidding you. He used to make this drink called a bloody tampon. <laughs> and this, <laughs> this drink... Okay. Fucked me up so bad. After after one show I played, he gave me two or three of those things. One, I don't remember how I got home. Two, I woke up outside my apartment door. I had to work the next day. Wow. And three, I lost my cymbals and my stick bag. And luckily... You weren't even a drummer. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> right. And uh, it was nuts. And and I went back to Ron. I was like, don't you ever fucking serve me one of those, wow. dude. I, I, it was what do you think was in it? I, it was definitely there was a lot. It was white with some red on top. <laughs> if you will. Ah, there you go. And uh, so there it was a milk-based whatever. Yeah, you know, maybe it was some oh, fancy man. version of a white Russian or something. But it, wow, two, three of those, I, I fucking gone. I don't remember playing half the set. I just it was nuts. <laughs> but everyone was like, "Dude, you killed it tonight!" Like all the stories were like, "Dude, you were on fire." That's incredible. Like, what are you talking about? I can't remember. <laughs> a, but you can't replicate hours it because of my it might, life. It might kill you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's. God, I can't ever do that again. I, that's that's I stopped drinking after yeah. that man. I the drunkest I ever got was on hurricanes in in, in Cancun nope. during a <laughs> during a spring ba- break, uh, because they're you know they taste. It like sounds punch. very sorority woman. They of taste you. like punch, <laughs> right. but there are there are uh, you were a celebrating lot of sh- your shots. <laughs> 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 Tell the truth, Gary. <laughs> I was celebrating my sweet sixteen. Yeah, yeah it was a hurricane. Um, what is what is the what is the name of that that Pat 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 something? Oh, Pat Pat O'Brien's or Pat O'Brien's? Home of the hurricanes. Home of the hurricanes in uh, yeah. New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Pat O'Brien's. Yeah. Oh, Pat O'Brien's. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and all the yeah. girls from Delta Delta Delta. <laughs> there. All the all those girls were there. Yeah. <laughs> So so ultimately, what happened? You got so hammered. You just did you you blacked out. Can't remember I, anything. Uh, yeah, and and then I woke up the next day convinced that I was uh, like I was alcohol poisoned and I was gonna die. Cause I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't oh, keep God. anything down. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the, you know there was so much sugar in there. There was such a painful, <laughs> painful headache. And I didn't I didn't know the phrase the hair of the dog that bit you. So I didn't know that what, what I I was having some withdrawal and I needed some booze. <laughs> I should have had a, a bloody mary or something like right. that. But it, but you, you live and learn. And now I. Don't don't really even drink anymore. Yeah, so. th- three pancreases later. Yeah, <laughs> looking for a transplant. <laughs> that sucks. Matt, you ever black out? Do you ever get? Uh, you know, I I, I, dr- you I drink very out? infrequently. I did most of my drinking happened like the my last two years of high school and like my first two years of college. Yeah. Um, 
there's there's a story going around that it's a good legal window, I, by the way. I, I, <laughs> no, no, I, I definitely, I definitely, I don't know. Once it became legal, it's like ah, oh, whatever. You know, sure, it's, sure. It, half the fun's gone. But I lived in a house with, a, with seven guys in college, and I think five of them were in a, a fraternity, um, and they would just have parties all the time and keggers all the time. And I think for my twenty first birthday, I don't remember this happening, but I was told I went swimming in a pool with all my clothes on and I ripped the street sign out of the ground. Oh, wow. Now. Pure brute strength. But I'm I'm a big dude. I'm not yeah. I don't I'm not rip a street sign out of the ground, big dude. But like three or four people swear that happened. Wow. And I just don't remember it, but that was like my, probably my most like crazy drunk. That that makes me yeah. that makes me wish sometimes we had cameras so accessible like <laughs> yeah, nowadays oh, yeah, for no, moments no. like these. No, no, no. I'm I'm glad they didn't exist because then this video footage would live on and yes, on and you'd on. Yes, you have video footage you ripping a fucking street yeah. sign out of the ground. Yeah. Like I mean, Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's I tremendous. mean, well, someone said like you were just like I'm going to rip this sign on the ground, and like I just went over and like ripped it out of the ground. Which, uh, listen, if I did that, there was no way it was fastened correctly for someone of my size to be able to rip it out of the fastened ground. Fastened via cement. Well, well no, usually <laughs> they're the in like right. a cement thing in the ground. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that, that, that's what I was yeah. told I did. Wow. So do you do you have a <laughs> do you have a moment in your past that you, you you tell people this story they just don't buy they're not believing you and you're like if I only had that that fucking camera yeah, on my sure. phone. What's the story? What's the, what happened to Gary Goldman? That's no one, no one's on board. <laughs> well, I, I got in a I got in a fight one time. Okay. I got in a fight <laughs> one time and um. What 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 the, year is it? So what age? Give I was age. I was eighteen. Okay. And I got into this fight and um, I just uh, I tuckered out within the first three minutes of the <laughs> fight and then it just became me me um. Like lying on top of this guy, holding him down, Hoist <laughs> Gracie style. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and uh, but he wasn't he wasn't gonna give up. As soon as I let him go, he was gonna go on the attack again. <laughs> and and I was just like, uh, uh, let's just uh, let's just stop this because um, I I had I had cut my forehead, so I was bleeding profusely, and um, so I I took a I took an L there, but um, <laughs> it was it was only because I was so, so poorly conditioned. I really right. I I was so much. Bigger than this guy, I should have, I should have, but he, but he was, uh, he was wily. This kid, he was, he had been in a lot more fights than me, and he did not. I was just throwing haymakers, and 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 um, yeah, I did. I, like I was watching not, like heavyweights, just kind of like get tired out after a while. Oh my god, yeah, it was, hugging it, was, it out. Yeah, That's yeah, what they don't tell you about fighting. It is exhausting. <laughs> it is. is completely exhausting, and it and it doesn't last as long as you think it would. I don't know how these these boxers last even even around. Yeah, so many punches. It's frustrating to watch. She's like, come on, throw. Well, the little like guys. Fifteen minutes into the this, little guys yeah, are yeah, usually yeah. faster about it, but the big guys, it's like they throw a couple punches, hug it out. Oh, there's some yeah. weight behind that, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, pounds of pressure. Yeah, but it also makes sense. Like, I, I mean, I follow very little MMA, but there's uh, what's that guy, Kimbo Slice, who's a big street fighter, and like they were trying to condition him to be an MMA fighter. And, like yeah. for a while, he was getting his ass kicked because he really? just didn't have. Well, he just didn't have that conditioning. He's yeah, a big yeah, dude, he's just intimidating. He would get tired out, and some dude who knows what they're doing in MMA. Probably would dispatch with him quite easily. Sure. Wow. I, I only got in one fight ever. Really? One fight. <clears throat> it was when I was in Catholic school uh, before I made the switch. Was it with Jesus? Before I got traded to public school. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and uh, uh, no, it was. Yes, I did fight with him on a daily fight basis. Was with I Jesus. still fight with that guy. <laughs> Actually, I don't pay attention anymore. But but uh, I got in a fight with my cousin. And we went to, uh, it was like a grass field oh behind the church. 
and he threw one punch. I dodged it and punched him right in the face. Broke my finger and broke his jaw, and that was it. Oh. It's the only fight, only fight I've ever been in. Wow. And that's it. One punch thrown, one punch dodged, wow. one knockout. I'm done. I'm out. Fantastic. Yeah. So that's the way to go. Good ratio. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I fucked up my hand pretty bad and learned my lesson. Was it? Was there any last day of school too? Did you get, did you get any trouble at home? Oh yeah, big time. Man, it was really? family. It was you know? family. Family. Wow. So, yeah. I had, I had two brothers, so we were constantly fighting and punching each other and yeah. whatnot too. Like my older brother had braces, so I would put him in a headlock, and then his braces would cut his teeth, oh, cut, his cut his lip, cut and his, his gums. Lips, yeah, and he would bleed. <laughs> yeah, and he oh. bleed. I'm like, Dick. I got you good. He's just like, it's my braces, you Dick idiot. You didn't cut me. Yeah, you know, you do what you can when it's the older brother. You know, the yeah. older brother. You're, some, the, you're the. Youngest? I was the middle child. Oh, actually, you're the middle so. child. I'm the I'm the youngest. Oh yeah, youngest. I'm the middle guy, middle child. Yeah, by like ten or. 14 10 and 13 years oh geez that's yeah. a big difference yeah but they 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 teased me as if i was th their age they were they were brutal. Uh. <laughs> i remember putting on a, a magic show when i was like seven and they were giving away all my tricks they're like what's up your sleeve turn around it's in his other hand and pe people think like that would be bad if they were that would be bad if they were nine and ten they were 20 and 21 <laughs> It was brutal. <laughs> You're six years old. You're out there on the battlefield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's just taking some lumps, man. To this day, I just don't. I don't. I just, I just don't feel comfortable in front of all audiences. I, I got the, wow, what I got a these flashbacks. Gallery, man. Oh, they were brutal. <laughs> Were they were your Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fucking totally. <laughs> totally. Uh, oh, I love it. Good Muppets reference. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. We, we talk about the the Muppets come up often in our conversation. Yeah, they I want to say we talk about big the Muppets fan. just yeah. this morning. As a drummer, the Muppets was the Larry Sanders show before the Larry Sanders show, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you could the, say yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. It was all about a backstage of a show at a late show. God, what a bummer, man. And then Thirty Rock with Thirty Rock very similar. I worked with him. Do you ever work with him? Yeah. I also, for my for my bar mitzvah, my mom took me to see uh, the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, and wow, Gary cool. Shandling was the was the comedian. No way, it was, you know, one of his early. It wasn't his first appearance, but it was one of his early appearances. And oh my God, was he funny! He just killed it. Just killed it. I was yes. 13 years old and just uh, adored him right away. Just, I I must have been pretty precocious for a 13 year old to kind of understand the the neuroses going on in a, yeah. in like a what he was doing. 30 year old yeah. guy, but but I really I, I liked him and and Richard Lewis as well and mm -hmm. the, uh, even when I was young but then cut to 20 years later I'm at the Comedy and Magic Club and Gary <laughs> Shandling comes in to work on um, the Emmy Awards that he was that he was doing and and I met him and he and he saw my show and everything like no that and he was complimentary it was yeah that was that was a dream oh, come true. that was amazing circle, yeah that was really cool very really cool. cool and he couldn't have been nicer he was really a sweet guy really really tragic his his dying yeah yeah losing a lot of them just yeah, celebrities and just yeah, like good talented people in general 2016 it's been yeah. all those years well you gotta celebrate the good stuff though right they'll, they'll live forever man as long as True. you know but we'll be telling Gary Shandling stories forever oh I mean no doubt about that the day we all found out he was he had passed it was just non-stop talking about Larry Sanders and it's Gary Shandling show which oh you know, I love that show just the theme song alone yeah. Yeah, needs to be so yes. can, should be encapsulated in, in Lexan yeah. somewhere and yeah. preserved for, for all eternity people, people are always asking me do you have any ideas for a TV show and it's like oh, only if I had one that was as original 
original and as as unique as that one would I feel confident about yeah. about pitching a show. I mean that that show is both of them were just so home runs out of this world. Yeah, yeah. Home very runs. much so. Very, yeah, very much so. Otherwise, I feel like you're, it's it's so hard to come up with something that's original. And he did it twice. He did. He did very much so. Yeah, it's 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 weird because you watch these some these like great shows and you're like oh like for every for every iconic show there's some that are just very run of the mill. You know, yeah. Like, it's just like how many all in the families do you get? Right, but also yes, there's yeah. this tendency when people offer you money to do something to want to go along, right. and and you have to have this this strength and vision to be like, no, it has to be this way, and and it's it's hard. He had the right personality to pull to pull that off because a lot of people become abrasive or or they're or they're relegated to um, being difficult to work with. Right. But, but yeah, people <coughs> people really responded to him. Oh, I love that you said relegated like some soccer team <laughs> finished in the bottom three. You're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you're in the bottom three of my friends, so you've been relegated to the <laughs> acquaintance <laughs> division. Um, yeah, he, he was amazing. Man. And, and uh, I think Larry Sanders' show is officially available on HBO now. Yeah, I want to like say HBO put it back into rotation. Oh, no yeah, yeah through learning about his death. They, yeah. HBO oh. Go, at least. You can go get it online. Yeah. Go. Oh, that's great yeah, yeah, news. Yeah. Yeah. You can watch my, it online. My yeah. favorite episode is the one that Colin Quinn plays a production assistant <laughs> and, and um, <laughs> uh, Rip Torn's son. And that's a, that's, a, that's a great one. It's called The PA. And uh, I, love I, it. I recommend that one. Nice. If you're trying to get into the show. And uh, speaking of uh, Richard Lucy brought up, what was the name of that movie he was in where they were all Cub Scouts and they were older and they went on oh that oh uh, my gosh the, I don't the remember right, the right guys the other the right there was the wrong guys was a movie I don't think that was the, that was them no sure no it might be the wrong guys it, yeah they were all Cub Scouts oh I don't remember that one right and it was Louie Anderson Richard Lewis wow and uh, I'll never forget this because I used to try this trick there's a scene in the movie there's like a guy who doesn't I think he doesn't talk and he 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 does this trick where he puts a quarter on a string and he puts it into a pay machine until it drops down and then he pulls it back out so he never has to pay for a phone oh, call. Great. The wrong guys. Louis yeah, Anderson, Richard guys. Lewis, that's Richard Belzer, wow. John Goodman. Yeah. yeah, look at everybody that's in this movie. And they're all Belzer. And Belzer. And they're all... Yeah, they're all Cub Scouts. They are all Cub Scouts. And they get, they, they're older and they have like a reunion and they go Cub Scout out. Pack 18 organizes a 25-year reunion yeah. to relive their fond boyhood memories. Dude, it was oh. great. I remember watching it as a kid and I loved the movie. I watched the shit out of that movie, <laughs> oh man. Oh my gosh, that must have been a great movie. Movie. Yeah, so whenever someone says Richard Lewis, that's the first, that's the thing that pops into my brain, which is kind of weird, but it's just, that's my first attachment to him. Just, <laughs> Isn't it funny when you're attached yeah, to something? Yeah, of course. Like for Richard Pryor, it was the toy for, I, I hate that's saying true. that, well, but it's that's, true. That's we're yeah, off that age, lying though. otherwise. Yeah. I just when remember Richard Lewis having this joke, and it shouldn't have really resonated with me the way it did, but because I was probably nine or ten or something like that. But he had this joke where he would say, uh, you know, I'm having these uh, Freudian slips from hell. I, I said to her, I said, uh, do you have anything that rhymes with Werpees? <laughs> everybody was afraid of getting Werpees. I guess everybody still is, but this, this was when it first came out. It was new on the block. And he, said, he didn't want to offend the girl. He said, do you have any anything that rhymes with Werpees? <laughs> and, oh, and the Freudian slip was hell. I said, vermin, I mean honeybee. <laughs> 
Or maybe she had the Freudian slip. Whatever it was, yeah. it was just, uh, it was way over my head, but I, I really, I, I, for some reason, I, I got him. I can so, un- I could so hear him delivering that joke. You know what I mean? Like when you yeah. describe yeah, it, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah that's so definitely frenetic. his joke. Yeah. Oh, he was beautiful. That's great. Beautiful. I don't know whether audiences, how audiences react to him. There, there must be a mixture of people who, are, who just adore him and others who it's over their head, but sure. I always loved him. Well, like, yeah, like, I mean, that goes, you could apply that to almost any comedian, right? It's all, do you like their vibe? Do you like their character? Yeah, do you like their so. presentation? Do you like, you know, so many things go into it. Yeah. You know, Dave Matthews <laughs> is a great musician. Don't like his voice. Not going to listen to the music. Wow. Right? Yeah. It's just, you just make that decision. Yeah. It's strange. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Were you, uh, is there like an actor, an actress that you're just like, they're great, but you just can't stand, you know, you're just like, oh, I, I, right. I understand it. I respect them. Talk to Matt but, while I think about this. Okay. <laughs> Um, What's going on, Matt? Every time I think of Richard Lewis, I think of the Billy Joel song. Oh, okay. Yeah, because... Good uh, reference. Yeah, it's... uh, Well, he apparently inspired that Billy Joel song about... um, my life, mm-hmm. the the first oh, intro. I didn't know that. Yeah, he says, um, uh, got a call from an old friend. We used to be real close. Yeah. Uh, something about couldn't go on the American way. Bought, a, sold the house, sold the shop, closed the shop. Bought, bought a ticket to the, to the West, West Coast. Coast. Now, now it gives him a stand-up, stand-up routine, routine in, in LA. LA. Apparently, they used to be roommates or whatever, wow, or friends. That's and and that's about Richard Lewis moving to LA. Wow. And Apparently. Richard Lewis also went to summer camp with Larry David. What? <laughs> yeah. What a imagine, summer camp that must have so been. Imagine. Yeah. That. Talk about yeah. Well, these were the comics that were on stage with me. At, no, here's who went to my summer camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that nuts how that happens, though? Like, I was, listening to, uh, I was listening to an interview with Andy Samberg the other day on, on Pete Holmes, and uh-huh. there, he's like, yeah, I went, to, I went to Jewish day camp in the summer with, like, this person, that person, this person, and he now, like, works with them all professionally, too. Wow. Like, yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's it's like, crazy. Like, Brewer, Jim Brewer and Fred Armisen went to high school together, didn't even know each other. <laughs> wow. And then you grow up, you're both on SNL. Yeah. That's incredible. You're both successful. You know what I mean? You're yeah. both the movie. It's like, just works. Well, what's that one high school in New York where it's like in the span of ten years, like Public Enemy, Howard Stern, Eddie Murphy, they all like went to the high school. There you go. They all went to like the same high school. Look there. That's an interesting mural. Yeah, that is a wall. (laughs) (laughs) I know. You put that up on the side of the side of the high school. (laughs) Eddie Murphy, Stern, and Public Enemy. Yeah. Good luck, kids. (laughs) Figure that one out. Good luck. Yeah, I don't know if there's any actor who I'm just not in awe of that they the. Forever to do what they do. There, yeah, yeah, there, there aren't many that I'm just like I don't. Spe- well, I don't speaking of high it. school, did you go? Did you go to school with anybody that went on to have? A <laughs> Who was your public enemy? Is that true? Um, yeah, yeah, or just somebody <laughs> who went on to like maybe, maybe they're a professional occupant. In, in my college class were um, uh, Amy Poehler. <laughs> she graduated in the BC class in '93. Oh, and then um, Chris, he was in Scent of a Woman. Chris. Oh, uh, he, Chris, he played uh, Robin in yeah, Batman and Robin. Robin yeah. Why am I, oh, Chris, Connell, Chris Connolly? Chris O'Donnell? Chris, Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, Chris O'Donnell, O'Donnell was yeah, also. Yeah. But yeah, I, don't, I didn't have any classes with, with either of them, but I knew Amy to say hello on the, on the campus. <laughs> but, <laughs> nice. Um, Can, in case you ever go become famous, I'm going to say hello to you. <laughs> no, well, we, we just lived in the same general area, so yeah, I would see her a lot going. Yeah, mm-hmm. so and we had some mutual friends, so I would say hello. But uh, the, the idea that she remembers me, I doubt. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so, what were you going to school for? Were you studying to be? I, I have an accounting degree. Yeah, I studied. I studied <laughs> accounting. accounting. I yeah, didn't know this. Yeah. yeah, accounting. Yeah, and I I used it for about a year and a half, and then I started getting just odd jobs to support my comedy habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Now, do you do your own accounting now, or do you have a guy? Uh, I do some. <laughs> of, I do some of my own accounting, but but my taxes are filled out by a by a, um, a, fine. a professional. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. An actual CPA. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. An accounting degree. I was just never that good at math. Mm. I mean, I took really? some. Well, I took some advanced math classes, but I never was like, was I can look favorite. at numbers and be like, this is awesome. Mm. I wish I could, because you know, get a job where you could make some money or something. I, like, I don't know. I like numbers. I'm not crazy about math. I, I like mm. addition and subtraction and. <laughs> just the basics. You a prime basics. number guy, basics. even number, the ones, number. Yeah. the ones, the twos. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by <laughs> numbers, and I and yeah. I and I have a lot of a lot of obsessive compulsive habits with counting and things like that. But I I never um, calculus just kicked my ass. I got a D yeah. minus in calculus. That's kind of where I just yeah, worst grade you can get. Couldn't draw a circle. I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's just kind of where I stopped too. Too many was, corners was on your circle, Gary. She, F. she was just she was putting too many too many numbers next to the decimal. Oh. And <laughs> And, and I wasn't. Yeah, you weren't having that. I Too many logarithms. That's like the only like, thing I remember from calculus was logarithms. Is it logarithm or algorithm? <laughs> logarithms. Be, logarithms are different from algorithms. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, but yes, logarithms yes. was big. Or like I remember so much when you had a calculus-based um, calculator, there would oh, be a log yeah, button. Yeah, yeah, log. The button, log yes. button. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No one used it ever. Algorithm yeah. is different from that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I just I don't know. I, once, because like I'm like, when am I ever going to use this math? I'm not going to. Be an accountant, or I mean, I get that if like you want to go on in physics and sciences, that that's important. But <laughs> you know, when you I got to a math? point where I'm just like, all right, like I don't know if I need this. You, you use that math when you got to get a fucking couch into your New York City apartment. That's when you use it. Ah, you know, angels. you can make judgment calls on what, well, what you can and yeah, can't but buy. You can, but you can learn basic geometry and basic. Like I mean, that's geometry. I understand because if you're a carpenter, like you learn right angles and all that kind of stuff. But I, like, I don't know if you need calculus to learn how to get a couch in your front door. No. No, no. You just knock down the wall. It's easy. Yeah, yeah. You, that's the easiest thing. I can, I can. It's like I'm in the Rip future the right now. Knock the wall down. Right. It's like I'm in the future right now, and I'm thinking Gary's next special is going to be called "Just Round Up." <laughs> <laughs> just, just round up. Um, <laughs> but, but Jerry Seinfeld, I, I heard him say that that geometry was the was the key class to being a good comedian because, like, the geometrical proofs, you were trying to prove things, and and he felt like a joke in some ways was you yeah. trying to prove. Um, uh, falsehoods to be to be true. Oh, or, I never heard or that. Just, That's actually yeah, with a, with analogies and things like that. So yeah, I, I I think there's something to that. That certain certain styles of jokes are are mathematical. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> I, did not, I did not know that. All right, Matt. I think it's time to ask Gary to uh, defend a movie. Sure. All right, Gary. Let's put him on so, the spot again. Yeah, well, we're oh. going to put you on the spot here a bit, but uh, we, we've been asking everyone to defend a movie. Okay. So this is a movie that you love. You absolutely love this movie. You can watch it anytime it's on. You may even be watching it right now while we're having this discussion, but okay. no one else is on board. <laughs> everyone thinks it's a pile of everyone shit. Everyone thinks it's a piece of shit. <laughs> you think it's the best. And uh, it's not even like a guilty pleasure. You know? <laughs> it's not even a guilty pleasure. Because when it's a guilty pleasure, there's more than one person on board usually. Okay, but but for you, it's just this movie is is awesome, and and no one else is on board. Okay, uh, and and you could say this about this guy's in, entire oh, uh, no, his career. <laughs> <laughs> Some people just don't get this guy. Okay, and and he had a TV series that was kind of similar to the to the movie, uh, in in the. The sensibility of the of the comedy, but I love I love Cabin Boy. 
love Chris Elliott. Yeah, Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott. Yeah, I'm talking about Chris Elliott, who I think is is uh, the 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 funniest guy I've ever seen. Everything that he's he's done, I've been uh, blown away by. But but Cabin Boy is the 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 sets and the art and everything are are so cheap and 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 so poorly done and and it seems thrown together and and I could I could watch it anytime it it comes on. I love that I love that movie. It's a good nice. one. That's a good a, one. That's yeah, a good we've one. never heard that one. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people. And then his show Get a Life, which was on Fox, I think. Yeah, it was on. It was which, on Fox which was for based about, for about um, thirty episodes. And um, I finally, after so many years, I was able to get the DVDs of every of every every episode. episode. And, oh, it, wow. and it still holds up. Like I could still watch them every day. And the, and the, there are certain expressions or or things that he that he says that I that I find myself saying to the, to this day. And and I I just uh, I I love that guy. Nice. He, he made me so so happy because it, I love characters who are losers but have um, uh, an abundance of confidence like there's nothing funnier mm. to me than than the the powerless but demanding like the you know the, a lot of Bill Murray's characters are like yeah. that yeah. And, and Chris Elliott was just he was a he was a paper boy on that show he was a paper boy and he lived yeah. at home with his parents but he was he was so cocky and arrogant <laughs> it was it was it was beautiful <laughs> only very few people can pull that off i mean it, it was just yeah, that's a, was those perfect. are good ones i never think cabin of it. It boy. cabin boy officially defended i yeah. love it that's yeah. great. Yeah, Chris is a great dude. And Eagleheart, too. Oh, you met too. him before? Yeah, yeah. And oh, wow. Oh, yeah, Eagleheart, yeah. Eagleheart, too. Oh, Eagleheart, I so, love. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. I love that show. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's like, the nicest guy. Oh, like, one nice of the hear. nicest guys I've ever met in my life. That's really Fun cool. interview. Obviously, so many stories, you know, between father. Yes. You know, daughters. Yes. Like, everybody has family. I mean, just yeah. what a family, right? Yeah, incredible. But, uh, yeah, and he's someone that's, I feel like, stuck to his guns too you know it's like no nope, yeah, this is totally this is what i'm about and this yeah. is what i'm doing and yeah and his work on letterman was it was a yeah I was, I was gonna say like yeah. even his appearances on letterman were just like yeah. odd and letterman loved that kind of yes. stuff you know yes letterman loved it when he didn't have to work when someone could show <laughs> up and just be like all right the next yeah, eight yeah, minutes yeah. it's yeah, all that's you true. that's true he could do, it takes <laughs> his time off yeah but show. if it were like a uh yeah. if it were like a paris hilton type where it's just yeah. like they had nothing to say he's like oh god damn it you could t- yeah. you could you could see the venom he had for certain guests where he's just like i gotta work now like okay but like, I mean, his last week or two on the air, it was all it was all his, his like greatest hits. It was Bill Murray, it was Steve Martin, it was just like all his buddies yeah. that come by and just just make him laugh, and he just leans back in the seat and yeah. just laughs. So oh, Chris Elliott, so man, cool. yeah. I just loved his progression of getting more and more itchy and something about Mary. Like <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Developing oh, the Woogie, yeah. I think it was Woogie. Woogie, yeah, yeah. 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 Just so funny. What are you talking about? <laughs> you never called me. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's funny. Yeah, it's a great funny movie dude. too. <laughs> All right, Gary. So new special, Netflix. It's about time. I'm not saying that to you. I'm saying it because that's the name of it. Right. But it is, it is about time. <laughs> but it is about time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what else? Uh, what else is coming up for you? Hitting the road. Um, you. Uh, I'm, I'm headlining the Gramercy Theater on May 21st here in New York City. <laughs> nice. And then, and then I'll be that's on, huge. The, on, the, gr- on the great room, man. Great room. place. Yeah, I, I uh, I've done it during Doug Loves Movies, Doug mm-hmm. Benson's mm-hmm. Um, podcast. So I, it's a yeah, it's a great room, and I've been there for other specials. So I'm I'm really excited. You for go that. defend Cabin Boy on his on his. Uh, there you go. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
That's a good. You talk about Cowboys the best. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Doug. Doug does sells that that room out quite often with uh with that podcast. He's a juggernaut. It's a big podcast. We've and and what I like about the Gramercy is they they do some really great comedy there. Yeah. They've had. I've seen Kroll there. We've seen Doug there. The goddamn Comedy Jam. We've seen down there too. Jimmy Carr. We've seen there. So yeah, they they do some great comedy. So you're amongst the greats. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. You guys should come by. Yeah, we'll do that. Oh, I just wanted to make it awkward. I oh, just, oh, oh, oh. I just right. sit there and see what people um, do. We're not. Said that. <laughs> you should come by, and then it's like a hard, a hard. No, of pulse. course, it's definitely going to be there, man. All right. And uh, what else? So, so you got that coming up in May? Yeah, uh, and then I, I have various tour dates on my on my the uh, old socials, GaryGoldman.com. So GaryGoldman.com, Twitter's all that stuff. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Oh no, just you have it. Just, okay, just Gary, I do. Just, yeah, yeah, you have it's all under Gary Goldman. I have at Gary Goldman, and then my Facebook. That's that's branding. That's good branding. Yeah, it's all under Gary Goldman. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, does the family say Goolman though? No. Oh, no. okay. No. They just were like, no. "Fuck it." They, everyone yeah, else they, is saying they, they didn't care for that pronunciation, especially <laughs> my mother. So yeah. Yeah. She, you know, she married into that. So. What she did she give up? What, what she gave she? up uh, Wasserman, which isn't much, <laughs> yeah. which isn't much better. It's b- both very Jewy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Wasserman. I went to high school yeah. with a Wasserman. Did you? Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't his mom. I don't it? think it was. No, no, no. <laughs> you don't look your age at all, man. My mother's, <laughs> all right. my mother's a lot older. But um, where did where did you go to high school? Uh, I went to high school in South Jersey, Glassboro okay. High School, all about right. twenty minutes outside of Philadelphia, twenty twenty five minutes. Yeah. And then where did you go to college? Rutgers, Central nice. Jersey. Yeah. Nice. Rutgers. Yeah. Rutgers. I was a Rutgers kid, yeah. Red, Rutgers. What are you guys? The Red Raiders? Uh, Scarlet Knights. Scarlet Knights. <laughs> Red Raiders. Pretty close. Know. Red Raiders, Scarlet Knights. Yeah. It's pretty close. Right. Red Raiders, I think, is Texas Tech. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know how people remember mascots of schools they didn't go to. I just, I mean, unless, really? well, I guess. Well, some of the big ones are obvious. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But, like, I mean, like, you know, there's there's some comic. Like, Keith Alberstadt, he can tell you any yeah. Any mascot, any, com- any any college yeah, ever. But, yeah, you ask him. Next time you run into Alberstadt, I'm assuming you run into him from time yeah. to time. Just, he'll just, just be like, yo, Albie, and then just drop a school name, and he'll go, oh, yeah, the uh, whatchamacallit. Like, <laughs> it's, 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 it's crazy. It's like an encyclopedic knowledge of just wow. college He used to come on my mascots. show, and that would be the chance. He'd come on, and it'd be 20 minutes of people calling in, naming any college, and he would get oh them all. Oh, my God, that's and incredible. Then he would leave. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. It was a great, great I, I mean, the, there were certain leagues that I probably could have told you growing up but, yeah but um and and still there there's a certain sweet spot where if you rem- learn something when you're between eight and 14 years yeah. old you remember it for the rest of your of life of course it's when all the best movies came out it's when all your favorite music is, was played yeah. uh, it was all that stuff it's yeah the formative years yeah that's right yeah. all right gary thanks for the time man I appreciate thanks for having it. me on yeah. it's and, always and, a pleasure and to see so you so quickly and so timely i yeah. appreciate yeah, it yeah, yeah, you got it no problem thanks all right we have to hit uh, one hour we have to sit here uncomfortably for two minutes <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right, we want to thank Gary for joining us. Be sure to watch his special on Netflix. It's about time. It's available to stream right now. You don't even have to wait. Mm-hmm. And it was great uh, hanging out with him. The dude is tall. He gets taller every time I see him, even though you're it's shrinking. probably just me shrinking. Yeah, exactly. TheLaughButton.com. Uh, the Go there, attend, follow us on all the socials, at the Laugh Button, and make sure you hit our merch store. We've got uh, some brand new t-shirts in there. Uh, scoop some up, support comedy, and support the people who support comedy. TheLaughButton.com slash contests. Too many to go through a name yeah. here. It's just... <laughs> 
feels like hundreds. We're giving away so many tickets and uh, your chance to win passes to all these aforementioned festivals. And uh, we have discount codes for festivals. We've got it all on the laughbutton.com. Just do. go there. At Mark says hi. At I am Kleinschmidt. Your fucking name always fucks me up, man. Uh, at stop. I am Kleinschmidt. Uh, and, uh, stop. No, it's all good. <laughs> and uh, on next week's podcast, we can already announce it. Uh, Michael Ian Black. Stoked yeah, for that. He's got a new special coming out on Epics, which can we were just, at the taping of. Can I just say for a moment, we've been killing it with the guests. Our guests have been awesome. Yeah, we got great guests, man. We've been doing great with the guests. Awesome. So yeah, it's been awesome. I'm really psyched about the guests coming onto this podcast. And so. the site is slaying as well. Subscribe, it, rate, review to this podcast. Blow it up for us, and uh, we'll blow it up for you. All right, everyone. Talk to you next time. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.